0: Everyone and welcome back to Ship City, the greatest Boston sports podcast, this side of the 495, made for the greatest fan base in the world. I'm your host, Connor, joined by my good pal, Aaron, and just like that friend you always invite to your Super Bowl party, we're here to hang out, have fun, and most importantly, talk ball. Welcome to our fucking podcast. Aaron, buddy, how you doing?
1: I'm coping. Coping. I'm coping.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad day to be a... Uh, pats fan i would assume. yeah we're
1: recording this very like 45 minutes after the the patriots um the patriots lost to <laughs> the commanders so oh, i have a whole uh, lot of uh of of, of cope going on
0: <laughs> i was unaware i i was driving today i couldn't mm. look at the score
1: yeah well we'll talk about it yeah. um there's a lot we got to go over this week. <laughs> Dare I say, though, we had a busy week. Yeah, fairly. Lots of news across all of the 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 four major sports. Um, per usual, I mean, it's been pretty uh, pretty nonstop, to be honest, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, but before we do that, we got to do our favorite game. <laughs> Every, every time we have a little game uh, f- called Baseball Trivia, where I test Connor's knowledge on, on all things baseball, as he is a, his claim to be a uh, pretty big uh, baseball fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got three quiz, quiz questions here for you today out of, that I pulled out of my big box of, of baseball trivia knowledge. Um, my first one, uh, whose nickname is Mr. Smile?
0: How recent is that?
1: Very, it's that's, This player is still playing.
0: No, because I know Raffi's nickname is Carita, which is smiles.
1: It is not Raffi. I'll give you that. And then
0: that must be Lindor.
1: It is Francisco Lindor. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed that you actually knew that.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember.
1: Um, One for one. One for one. All right. um, All right. So this one, I don't know if you'll know, but we'll see. Um. Which catcher is known for saying 90% of the game is half mental? Oh, Yogi Berra. Yeah, that's it. Oh, wow. Okay. I, uh, wow. Yogi's I known for his, you're... uh,
0: his sayings. His Just stupid shit
1: that he says. Yep. Um, all right. Well, and the last one I'm going to flex your, uh, modern knowledge a little bit who were the two Cy Young award winners in 2020
0: uh Shane Bieber for the AO okay um I want to say Corbin Burns for the NL almost yeah don't tell me don't I know I know it's not Corbin Burns Shane Bieber I know for a fact
1: okay is that is that true that is correct you got the first part
0: okay uh twenty twenty uh it wasn't Sandy. Sandy was twenty two. Um I think Corbin was twenty one. Hmm. Do you know what team they were on?
1: Uh I believe it was the Dodgers.
0: Holy shit, why am I blanking? Um <laughs> It wasn't Kershaw.
1: I believe it was the Dodgers.
0: Oh, that doesn't help at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Well, I will give you one last guess before I tell you. Okay. Make um, it someone good.
0: God damn! Who was it? Um...
1: Five seconds. I give up. All right. It was you were right on Shane Bieber. That was a hundred percent correct. The other one, Trevor Bauer.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well,
1: Mister Problematic,
0: Mister <laughs> Mister uh, Pitching in Korea.
1: Yep. <laughs> so there you go. So two and a half for three. Not bad. Not bad. I'll take it. Not bad. Um, awesome. So why don't you? Um, Why don't you run us down through your predictions from last week? We can uh, see how you went.
0: (laughs) Predictions are like a pendulum. Sometimes you swing to the right, but you always have to swing back to the left. It's pretty ice cold this week. Starting with the Red Sox, I'm pretty sure I said they'd hire a GM. They did Mm. not. And from everything it sounds like, they probably will not be signing a GM. They're in no rush. So yeah. 0 for 1 there. I think the my worst loss, and uh, my worst bad prediction is I thought the Celtics would lose to the Pacers. They did not, <laughs> they no. did not. Um, so missed there too, and then Patriots beating the Commanders, which we'll get to. Yep. Did not happen. But I, I'm yep. pretty sure I said Bruins two and one. They did it. So you know. Yeah. There is some sunshine I mean, when it rains.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting uh, interesting little saying you, you you had there. Um but I mean yeah. It's uh it was a week. It was we'll, a week. We'll try and do better. We'll try and do better next time.
0: <laughs> I'll try to be smarter and be more predictive.
1: Yes, um, but uh, let's just roll right on into Red Sox Yes so our
0: boy Craig Breslow uh, had his press conference introduction on Thursday, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so these like introductions they they're not meant to. Like, give you a peek behind the curtains. Like, he's not going to go out there and say, okay, so step one, uh, we're going to trade for Juan Soto. And then we're mm-hmm. going to sign Yamamoto. Now, it's more just, hey, here's this guy we just brought in. Listen to how he conducts himself. And, listen, we've been saying it since the beginning. Smart man talks very yeah. smart. That was... yes what the cause I watched it. You didn't my biggest takeaway is I, I feel very confident in his confidence. Mm -hmm. Like I get that he hasn't been a decision maker before listening to him talk. you would not get that vibe. Like he was saying, he was saying he, he would have no problem trading his kid's favorite player. Um, they're saying uh a lot about how there's gonna be like they're gonna go full throttle into this offseason, no financial constraints. Mm-hmm. Um and he was he was kind of laying his nuts out on the table, it was like, Yeah, we're gonna have some hard conversations, not only with like the prospects in our system, but the people in our front office, which I like because if you're you have you know. you're giving him the reigns for it can't be four years it's got to be like i want craig to be here for 10 years
1: yeah right you um and, and, like I, I saw a tweet that pretty much perfectly sums up like the vibe of the press press conference in that someone was saying like some of the best moves that the socks have ever made things like signing uh or trading for kurt schilling and trading garcia parra you know these moves that like at the time like holy shit what are you doing mm-hmm. turned out to be some of the best moves in the franchise history yeah and you need a guy that's gonna come in and lay his balls out on the table and and say i'm gonna make these moves I'm gonna no one's safe and we're gonna figure this shit out
0: yeah like obviously I would love for him to have someone with some experience just like on his like in his ear just to let him know uh, if he's being dumb with a move or if he needs to push a bit harder for a move. But like listening to him talk, I think he's coming in with a plan. Uh, He said that he can't come in. He can't hit the ground running. He has to hit the ground sprinting because we're recording on Sunday the 5th. Monday Mm -hmm. the 6th is when free agency officially opens. And as we've been saying, they need to... Nail this offseason. So he's got to. He's got to lay his nuts out on the
1: table. Immediately. Yeah. I mean you you have to like. Pr- like throw your weight around. And you know. Really establish yourself. Which I mean. I have faith in it. By him. the way he's talking. It seems like he might just be ready to do that. Yeah.
0: And he did give uh, a bit more insight. Into like what they were looking for. Like obviously we know they need starting pitching like top line starting big time not big time (laughs) not like a Corey kluber um who got his option declined uh surprisingly um yeah i'm shocked they need frontline pitching and also it sounds like he's going to be he's going to be creative with how he gets it done because i got some projections pulled up for our uh for the free agent pitchers and position players, Mm -hmm. you're not just going to be able to go out there and sign Yamamoto and Nola, Montgomery, Now You're going to have to maybe focus in on one and then get another pitcher through a trade. Mm -hmm. And he already seems to know that the system is very heavy on bats and not arms. So he knows that he has a surplus that he can pull from. To get these and, I done. mean,
1: to be honest, no better player or no better person to have the, uh, focusing on getting pitching talent than the guy who turned around the Cubs pitching talent <laughs> in, in Chicago.
0: Pretty much two, in, like, two, three years, they went yeah. from, like, one of the worst uh, pitchers in the system to being, like, number one in velocity and number two in, like, stuff, which is just, like, mm-hmm. everything else with pitching. Yeah, And he already has, like, and, his plan on how to... Um, how he wants to build out his the pitching in the system just velocity is a is huge command is huge and the ability Mm -hmm. to have like good uh movement and shape on your pitches so
1: right and for anyone who's not super familiar with with how that like comparably would be it would be like if the Patriots said we need to revamp our defense and brought in Bill Belichick to bring in a bunch of defensive guys
0: exactly and
1: it's like oh wow well, you just have a perfect fit right there
0: it, it would be <laughs> like if the Celtics were like hey our three-point shooting is a problem Ray Allen's gonna come in and he's just gonna- <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> he's gonna just shape our three-pointer <laughs> yeah our, our three-point shooting yeah yeah you know.
0: but I guess moving on from like the press conference, cause At the end of the day, it's just words. You actually got to make the moves. I got Mm -hmm. some projections pulled up for some pitching. I want to run by you. Um, Okay. So first up is Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He's 25 years old, three-pitch pitcher. He is projected by Tim Britton, who is pretty good at uh, these projections. Seven years, 203 mil. It's a lot of money. It'd be twenty nine million per season. Yep. Ah, uh, I don't know if this is worth it. Yeah, this isn't my hot. T- it's not a hot take. I would do that in a heartbeat. Yep. I I was willing to do like thirty, thirty five to get him here because that that's just how bad you need it. He's twenty five. I mean,
1: he's he's the guy's got a lot of talent, and if you're gonna, mm. uh, hey. You gotta spend money to make money, yeah. You know you gotta spend money to win championships. You can't you can't fly by on dudes who are super cheap. That's how you get Corey Kluber.
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works out, like with you get Michael Waka, but
1: it, yeah. was, it was in a wasted year. You can't you can't rely on that. You can't rely on that. You got if you want to play with the big dogs, you got to spend Which the money should. to play with the big dogs. Yes,
0: Tom Warner was saying full throttle. We're giving Craig full autonomy to do whatever he needs to do to make this team a winner
1: oh man i can't wait for after free agency craig spent like 500 million dollars and he walks into john henry's office is like you want me to do it i I did it so hey we're gonna win a championship but you're gonna fucking pay for it man
0: (laughs) well that also reminded me i wanted to ask you Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to pull up the number, which I'm getting from at Red Sox payroll on Twitter. They're very good okay. with uh, payroll, obviously.
1: <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> um, they
0: have uh, with no moves made yet. Uh, I I don't know if these count the, the options that were declined. They have mm-hmm. us at one hundred ninety nine million dollars. Uh, as t- in total uh, payroll, mm-hmm. how much do you think that we're gonna add to that this year? Two hundred, just one million more, <laughs> or you're saying they're gonna no
1: adding two hundred mil to that total? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna be we're gonna add one million dollars worth of players here. Take it, spread it out as much as you can.
0: <laughs> well, I think. I, I need to pull this up as well cuz I I'm, I'm just curious. I want to say obviously the Mets are like they spend the most. Um yeah, well. Yeah, they they well, this is that counting all the money that's already come off the books. Spotrac has them at 204 million starting. Mhm. Um I mean, I think they're going to go like at least 50 mil
1: probably for this year's payroll they'll probably add, add like 50 to 65 is my prediction. I would prediction. even go up to 70 cuz
0: if you're just you went under the luxury tax last year for a reason so that you can
1: yep just, just spend, spend right spend spend.
0: Yeah, I I forget it was more of like Celtics talk because they're very much in the mindset of we have a winner. We are going to spend whatever it takes to get that banner. Yep. Um but once you cross like that luxury tax line it makes zero sense to just be like, ah, well, we'll go over, but by, like, 5 million. No, if you're going over,
1: you blow over. You gotta, yeah, you gotta go over. Go 50 over. over. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's the point? Like, 5 over, 50 over? I mean, you're going over. You might as well, mm-hmm. you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. You might as well. Exactly.
0: So, yeah, yeah. and to wrap up the uh, Yamamoto talk, he, he finished up his... Uh, career, I guess, with a nine-inning, 14-strikeout uh, appearance in Game 6 of the Japan Series.
1: Which is like their World Series, I'm assuming. Yeah. They ended
0: up losing yeah. uh, in Game 7. But, listen, you need innings, this guy's going to give you innings.
1: Yeah. Uh, another- and that's something that's like you don't see much anymore in today's baseball either. Guys are not going long, long in the game. So if you can have a guy who will go deep into games that consistently go deep into games because mm-hmm. you're signing him I mean, to be your ace you
0: gotta get like seven seven a game
1: You gotta get you got gotta get 200 innings out of the guy at least mm-hmm. which in today's baseball is a far cry from how it was you know even 20 years ago at this point yeah uh next
0: up aaron nola he's probably the other most linked name mm-hmm. um they have him at six years 180 million sign him i don't care yeah, do it. He is older. Uh he's in his 30s, but or he's 31. But um he is a guy who's going to give you like 20-30, at least 30 starts, I would say, over mm-hmm. the course of a season. Again, with a rotation where you have Chris Sale who might give you anywhere from like two starts to 20. Bello still young. And and then who who Cutter might give you 140 if they want to keep trying Tanner Houck mm-hmm. maybe another 140 but yeah, yeah. i think you got to get one of these two Yep Nola or uh, Yamamoto uh and then they have Jordan Montgomery for 5 years 105 or Blake Snell for 5 years 135 I don't like uh, Blake Snell a lot to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's, like, kind of on my lower end of the tier.
0: Yeah. He doesn't go deep into games. You know, he walks a bunch of people, but he's someone who can, like, get his way out of it. Like, he's going to win yeah. Cy Young this year and have, like, an insane, like, uh, whip. Um, Which, please explain what whip is for anyone walks who Walks, hits, for innings, pitch. So, basically, you it's, it's how many like runners on you're allowing essentially per inning per inning yeah that you pitch um and like montgomery's we saw in this uh postseason run he was just a dog Um, stud him and nate i wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to well that's that's the texas though yeah i could see him going back i could see nola staying in philly because again they're they got a good team there and it mm-hmm. him not winning yet, maybe it's like, hey, let let's do it here. But yeah. I think Blake Snell is gonna get overpaid a lot for someone who really showed out in a walk year and hasn't done enough in the years prior. Interesting. Um if you want to go down like a tier to you have Sunny Gray who can give you, uh, was projected three years, 72 million.
1: That's not bad.
0: It's not bad. I would, I would take it for like a number if, three. Yeah. Uh, just because it's hard to get the image of him sucking in New York out of my head.
1: It would be him. And you exactly. wouldn't just be like him. And then that's your big signing. And no, it's him. And,
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe some of
1: these back end options like a Lucas Giolito or Jack Flaherty, which which I predicted last time we we or our first episode I said Giolito if you want back end starter and you're not gonna go and get one uh two of Nola Snell Montgomery or Yamamoto mm-hmm. you can get Giolito and play him as a back end starter
0: yeah or I mean because when he's on I think he is like a he's a very good pitcher. Um, mm-hmm. he just for whatever reason just the the bottom fell out with him, but he, mm-hmm. he
1: still well. I I mean it's tough though because he did he went to a new location like late in the year. Mm. That's always a gamble. You never know where. But like, even in, and he went to the Angels of all places. But even in Chicago, it <laughs> still wasn't like super hot. Wasn't,
0: but yeah, once he yeah. once he went to uh L.A., it just bought him out. He got DFA, went to Cleveland, and then it wasn't much yeah. better. They're, yeah. they're projecting four for 70 for him.
1: Yeah, that's, I would do that in a heartbeat, honestly. Yeah. Guy's got potential. I mean, he just needs to be in a place where people are going to care about him. And like, I, I, you can't, you have to think about the mental aspect, too. Like, a season like he had last year, yeah, you're kind of not having a great season. And all of a sudden, boom, you're traded to the Angels and you're expected to be, you know, the guy to rejuvenate the Angels, really is what they were hoping. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, and then, you know, that doesn't happen. Then instant DFA'd. And now it's like, holy crap, I move them all over the place. Like, I suck. Like, all the, the mental thing is just all, you're all screwed up. You
0: want to so. talk about absolutely botching a trade deadline. The, <laughs> the Angels traded for, like, a bunch of guys like CJ Krohn, Gritchick, Diolito. Mm-hmm. And then it felt like within two weeks, they're like, fuck, we made a mistake and just DFA'd yeah. them all.
1: And just cut them all. It's like, just cut our losses, man. We're not going anywhere. Uh, The last pitcher I wanted to highlight is
0: Shota Imanaga. It's another pitcher from Japan. Okay. Um, (laughs) So he's interesting because he is 30 as opposed to uh, Yamamoto's 25. Mm -hmm. Everything I've read about him is, like, he is on par with... um, uh, Yamamoto's stuff like he is as filthy of a pitcher he's just older so uh they project four years 52 hm. mil plus you have to factor in like the posting fee yep i'd be interested if you were to get like a jordan montgomery someone who is probably going to be a two and then add shota who is probably could be a three with just nasty nasty pitches right it could be interesting Especially if you whiff on Nola and Yamamoto and and all these other guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think you got to go for one of the big dogs, or you gotta, you just have to make a trade for someone fucking
1: good. <laughs> so, yeah, someone. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Um, we can't run out the same bunch. No, no, not a chance. Um, um but. Let's uh let's pivot because there was a big thing. A big thing happened. The big thing happened. Yep, over the weekend, baseball.
0: Uh, oh yeah, th- another one of my predictions that went wrong. I said <laughs> I said the Diamondbacks <laughs> would win in six. No, uh, they lost in five. <laughs> they lost in five. The Texas Rangers won their first World Series as a franchise. Congrats! Congratulations to them. To them. Corey That's, Seager I mean, is a playoff phenom. Yep, uh, and who
1: is the other guy? Um for the rangers that was killing it adolis garcia Yup. yeah he tore
0: or he hurt his a kill uh, not Achilles, uh oblique and was out for like the back half of that series but still uh, i mean i want to carry them through that playoffs oh yeah he he was pacing them in rbis like setting the record so mm-hmm. good for them um like that's got to be the model you want to follow though right like, yeah you have like a nice young core, uh, where people can you can plug people up or bring people up like an Evan Carter, who just hits the ground running, and then you you go out and you get like Corey Seager, you get Marcus mm-hmm. Simeon who had like a terrific World Series as well, Ivaldi. Yeah, you sign Ivaldi, and then you, at the deadline you
1: trade for Scherzer and um, Montgomery. It's just classic like. We're gonna we're gonna do it. Yeah. We're gonna do everything we can to make a move to win the World Series and they went and did it.
0: Yeah, that was Chris Young putting his nuts on the table. That's what I wanna see our crazy our, our our beautiful boy do.
1: Yeah. And shout out to to Nadi Evaldi. I mean uh, game game five closing it out just dominated. Just a dog. So I uh, always gotta shout out those ex Red Sox players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even when they do good without
0: us, (laughs) it it, it happens. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not heartbroken that he's not here anymore. I'm happy for
1: him. It hurts. It it hurt this year seeing how bad our starting pitching was, and then seeing both Eduardo Rodriguez and Nadia Valdi just go off this (laughs) season. It's like, oh, come on,
0: man. Yeah. Well, Eddie was never coming back. Um, he made that. Very known. And Nate, listen, we we can point fingers all we want his age and fuck that up if if yeah we're being honest. He had more money with the Red Sox on the table and he said no. Yep. But hey, you he won a World but Series, so I guess he fuck us.
1: Didn't, didn't fuck it up too much. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, let's talk Celtics. Yeah, let's talk round ball. Did you say
0: round ball? Round ball. <laughs> yep. So uh, my prediction of them losing to the Pacers historically they untrue. <laughs> well, not only did they not did they beat the Pacers, they whooped the Pacers one by fifty one points. Absolutely dominated them. It was torched.
1: Yeah, it was so bad. Literally. Like There have been questions about the bench Mm. the whole season, and we'll talk about that in a second. But the fact that the Celtics starters basically whooped them so bad that they pulled the starters with minutes left to go in the third quarter Mm -hmm. and the bench came in and still whooped the Pacers? Yeah. I mean, that says a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Tatum led the led the offense, thirty points. Love to mm-hmm. see it. Uh, then Derek White, as we all expected, was our number two score with eighteen. And mm-hmm. uh, hmm, who's who's this off the bench? Sam Hauser, third in points with seventeen. Made five threes.
1: Yeah, we love to see that. He's he's definitely uh, between this game and the Nets game. He's starting to heat up a little bit, which is we really needed. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah,
0: they, they just beat the dog shit out of the Pacers, which I, yeah. to be fair, they didn't have Tyrese Halliburton. Maybe it's a bit closer, but hey, you, I mean,
1: Tyrese ain't making up 51. Listen, I mean, they
0: shot 13% from three. The Pacers did. And the Celtics Sheesh. shot 57%. Jesus
1: Christ. Yeah.
0: I think. The Pacers had like seventy points at the, like in the paint, which you know, isn't great, but at the same time, like, did it matter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah,
0: that was a good showing. Bench showed out for once. Yeah, hopefully that's a I it's mean, a good trend.
1: Granted, definitely skewed because the fact that both benches were playing for most of the fourth quarter. But
0: mm-hmm. well, still, know, so it's kind of like it's good to see Hauser
1: uh, yeah. get hot. Peyton had a good game. He
0: was a plus 32. And his uh in his 11 minutes out oh, sorry, that, mm-hmm. I was with the wrong person. Um and his 26 minutes, still a plus 32, mm-hmm. but nine assists. Doing exactly what yeah. you need him to do. Yeah.
1: Now we just need to see that happen Consistently. against starters. Against the starters, not against the bench. Yeah. As we we look ahead to the next the next game that they played Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooklyn Nets play. They played the Brooklyn Nets yesterday, and they won one twenty four to one fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, which another great game. Uh, Derek White was not there because he had a child. Again. So congratulations to the White family. Mm-hmm. He's missed two games in one hundred and seventeen, and both of them are because he had a kid. Congrats so. on the sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So one, the only thing that can keep him off the court. <laughs> Just
0: <laughs> fuck. It. Um, God, good for him. Uh, yeah. Boston beat the Nets one twenty four one fourteen once again. It Tat- was a tough game. Yeah. Uh, Tatum paced the way. Thirty two points, eleven boards. Um, we started double big, which it makes sense if you're not going to have Derek for the game. Which yeah, I I don't love going double big with the way that the roster's built, but you know.
1: When you have to, you, you, when have, you to, have to. You have I to. mean, you're not, you're not starting someone else. You're not starting like Pritchard you, over you Horford. You can't
0: really, yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, bench was a lot shorter. Obviously, it was a much closer game, so we only mm-hmm. saw Hauser, Brissett, Cornette, and Pritchard come in. Uh Pritchard didn't really have a great game. You know, only two assists was
1: to his uh, stat line, but... Yeah. Which goes to my point of, I I need to see him do it against the starters because as of this season, he's not not showing me anything against the guys that matter. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he had 15 and 9 against the Pacers bench, basically. Mm Mm-hmm but you need to do that against the starters. You need to do that against like when it really matters. Like can we rely on you to come in and make plays and so far this season I is I have not seen it unfortunately.
0: Yeah. I would love like to see like I I'm big on Lamar Stevens and O'Shaperset. Mhm. I like they're just high energy wings just I don't expect much from like points but just play
1: solid defense. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, and I, I gotta give credit too, to the Nets who played really strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, they showed out. They weren't they did not go uh, go down lightly. Mm-hmm. And Cam Thomas is a dog. Cam Thomas is funny because he'll
0: just like out of nowhere, he'll just be like, Yeah, I'm gonna drop twenty seven tonight, I'm gonna drop forty, I'm gonna drop fifty. Yeah. And then it's just like okay, then where where Cam Thomas go? <laughs> Yeah, where where'd he go, man? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh,
1: I don't have too um, much
0: to say. I wasn't able to watch this one, but
1: I I did watch the 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 Nets game. I mean, they played well. I think the thing that really is going to highlight our our season, and obviously, five and zero starters look strong. But the difference that I see from this season to last season is when we face adversity, we do not back down. Yes. Not anymore. Holy mo—any time that there has been a run, that there has been, like, a bit of a swing in momentum, the Celtics, time and again, have brought it back, played calm, played composed, mm-hmm. and just retaken it. it last year, it would have been—they would have melted down.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, too, I feel like with uh, the Pacers game, that's a game mm-hmm. where I I would have thought that they would have taken their foot off the gas and—
1: Oh, yeah. And just let them slowly get back into the game, because yeah. we've seen that happen. They used to do. All They've the blown time. leads like that. Yeah. Um.
0: But I, I love this mentality they have. It's mm-hmm. they are the last undefeated team. They are so much more talented than like ninety nine percent of this league, and they're and they're they're proving it. It's not they're mm-hmm. not just skating on the reputation. It's like no, we're gonna beat your fucking doors in every game.
1: Yeah. Yep. And we're going to play good enough defense that like you're going to be feel suffocated all game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. I I'm a sucker for some good defensive basketball. Mm-hmm. Cuz that's Same. like the only thing I can do on the court. I can't shoot, <laughs> can't dribble, I'll I'll be a brick wall underneath. Don't you worry about <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: um the other thing I want to ask you with the Celtics, um there have been some talks now about bolstering up our bench and players calling for you know some moves to be made early in the season. And there's a player that's been thrown around a little bit online and stuff that I've seen some names, uh, one particular name thrown around. And that's Danny Green, who is no longer – he's been um, basically released. They waived him, whoever he was on right now. I think it was the Lakers. No, he was
0: on the Sixers because they had to waive ah, him to make yes. the uh, James Harden deal work.
1: Yes, that's Which, right. Which I mean we could talk about um, that too. Oh yeah, James Harden to the Clippers. Yeah. For a It's couple not going to move the needle yeah. for them, I don't think. You think uh, uh MB
0: wants out soon?
1: I think if they don't if they continue to make the wrong moves in that in that team then yeah.
0: I mean, how how often can you just get embarrassed in the playoffs and yeah, right. Even like his MVP second round, his MVP <laughs> season, it was just like no one's gonna remember it as like, yeah, that was when Embiid really just like took his like nuts out. I, I hate that I keep mm-hmm. saying his nuts out, but um, I don't know.
1: You're really obsessed with that this week, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, thinking about that a lot. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Anyways, um no I, I I want to know your opinion on what do you think do you think Danny green would help really help the de- the the bench I mean
0: i I do like I don't know what how much Danny green can really give you because hasn't he has had some injuries recently um, yeah
1: well the problem is that he at this stage in his career he'll he'll give you good defense which I mean we always want mm-hmm. and he'll shoot the three mm-hmm. but he hasn't since the Spurs. Basically, he hasn't been in an offense where it's really going to be like he's going to be able to get open looks consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, cause, sorry. Go ahead. Well, up. like the no, no, no. The like the when he was in LA, it was not a lot of ball movement. I mean, it was operate through LeBron, operate through AD, and kick out. Mm-hmm. And in Philly, same thing, you know, you operate through Embiid, everyone knows it's coming, and then when that doesn't work, it's give it to Harden and let him make something, mm-hmm. and then, you know, but with the Celtics, it's ball movement all the time, one through five can score, and there's no, like, well, yeah, yeah there's first options, but there's no, like, Also, the like this. Thing. our offense is going to run through Tatum, and he has to touch the ball every single possession, like you don't have that. Like anyone could score. Anyone could. You know the spacing's there. The the ball movement's there. So you get a guy that can come off screens and spot up and and shoot the ball. It's gonna be, yeah, valuable.
0: And I mean, I think they can make the minutes. Like again, no one on the bench has really cemented themselves as. Mm-hmm. I mean, like obviously there's Al who's coming off the bench, but I mean he'll always come yeah. off the bench. Um. But like hauser starting to heat up but i would still i i feel like danny green's a bit more like of a known commodity at this veteran presence exactly yeah i do not ever want to discount how good that type of presence is around um even though this team is not as young as they have been in the past Mm -hmm. um still it's good to have someone who's made those deep playoff runs, even though he was more of a role player than
1: like a key uh, figure in those, but still. Hey, role players, role players are, are they're They just as helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much wraps up my thoughts on the Celtics Celtics this week. We look ahead tomorrow night tomorrow. So by the time this episode comes out, we will have the, the game on Monday against the Timberwolves mm-hmm. will have been played. My prediction is that the Celtics continue to stay undefeated. We'll see how that goes <laughs> when this podcast episode is released. If I'm right, I'll look like a genius. If I'm wrong, I'll look stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they'll win. We'll, yeah, we'll look ahead Hope so. towards the end of the episode, but I'm probably in the same boat.
1: Yeah. Um, But Patriots, you want
0: to talk Pats? Do you want to talk Pats? It's a real question. I'll happily dance no. on their graves. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, let's let's. All
0: right, so Patriots lose to the Washington Commanders, twenty to seventeen, falling to two and seven. They're one and four at home. Tell me what you saw.
1: Ugh. Um, some good, some bad, a lot of bleh. Really, is what it came down to. Okay, let's start with the good the good there were stretches in the game where the offense looked competent.
0: Yeah. Ramondre had a
1: very good game. Yeah that he broke Ramondre had a solid game. He broke, broke off a 60-yard yeah. touchdown, yeah. which we haven't done in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um I think a lot of it has been is like a catalyst of the offensive line is playing better now that it's getting healthier, mm-hmm. which is like thank god. Um but you know when it comes to the bad, I mean we kept Shooting ourselves in the foot, drives ended early, a lot of punts. Mm. Not as many turnovers this week, which I will give credit for. Except at the end. But still at the very end, you know, which I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that. Um, but, you know, some not great decisions by Mac. You know, receivers still can't really get open. Some weird play calls. The defense looked okay at times, and at other times they got totally burnt. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, it's a combination of a lot of things, Uh, but the special teams, ass. (laughs) Ass. Just awful. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Um, uh, Hey, I said last week that the Patriots would lose this game because the Commanders are scrappy. Sam Howell is that guy.
0: Listen. I, I get that Cause he got drafted two years ago. Now, Mm -hmm. if he had come out like up the prior year when he had like all of his weapons, he probably would have been like a first round quarterback. Problem is Mm -hmm. that once all of his weapons left, the same thing happened to Will Levis. You just don't look as good when you're passing to like
1: you and me. Crap. Yeah. Right. Um. So he ended up dropping to the fifth round. He's he's good, man. He's got skill. Yeah. And I'll give I'll give. Bieneme credit to Eric Bienemy, the OC of the the Commanders. I mean, he is showing out, he's proving again that he should be a head coach in this league.
0: Mm-hmm. He's not just uh Patrick Mahomes merchant.
1: Well, right. He's not a product of how how good everything was in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. He can turn any offense into a good offense. So I mean look, it's it was not pretty. Mm-hmm. There were they gave me hope. But I think the whole thing should be summed up by the fact that as soon as the interception happened at the end of the game, I just started laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just could not help it. I, it was Listen, just so funny.
0: I, I like to shed on him that I wouldn't say that was max's fault. That was... No. It, whose hand did it go off? Was that um Juju. Juju, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look, it, I mean, Rager had a bad drop, but... I, I think Rager has Rager to his credit has been playing pretty decently since he got here. Yeah, yeah, he had one bad drop, but that does not make the game. There were a lot of places where the Patriots could have made something happen and they didn't. Oh well, yeah,
0: but I mean, if you're at a point where in 2023 you're you need Jalen Rager snaps, you're not looking too yeah. hot. But again, that's I no. think that's more of a product
1: of you lose uh, Kendrick Bourne last week. Yeah, um. and personnel, just personnel issues, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, yeah, no. That, in that last interception, I was listening to the commentary, and they, they they were saying like, "Oh, you shouldn't have thrown that ball." Look, it was a good throw. Uh, yeah, he threw it in a tight window, right where it needed to be, right into the receiver's hands, and it, it just clunked off of Juju's hands, right into the defender.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but on the same token, there were a lot of plays that Mac made that I was like clenching. Like, holy crap, what are you doing, dude? You know, there was one play in particular that really comes to my mind, and it was it was just like we needed a first down. Mm-hmm. We needed to get the ball rolling, and he threw this little touch pass to Ramondre to try and get him, like... And he, Ramondre was open, man. Mm-hmm. It was like a little screen pass. He had his defender beat. There was no one in front of him, and it was just get it to him and let him run. And instead of, like... Planting and setting his feet and launching a, a lob pass to him, like Mac took three step drop back off his back foot, throwing like fading away, tried to lob this like arcing touch pass, and it gave the defender enough time to get under it and bat it away. That's a, and you know it's plays like that that really just ugh.
0: that's the thing that I feel like stands out to me with Mac. It's just he it doesn't feel like he knows when to just let it rip it's always just like he's throwing off his back foot he can get like no power on his throws and that's Mm -hmm. it's allowing defenders to make plays on on balls they should not have a play on
1: i think a lot of that problem comes from the fact that he has had from between last year and the beginning of this year no protection Mm. at all like the whole thing of like Maxie and ghosts, I think is absolutely true. I mean, he literally he looks like he feels like he's about to get hit every time he get takes the ball back, which is uh, a good quarterback combination does not make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that really reflects poorly on the personnel and the coaching and the play of the offensive line as much as it does reflect poorly on Mac Jones. Yeah.
0: Um. I don't have much to say left on that. Yeah, it was a tough game. It was a well, tough actually, game, no, because but... uh, at least on this game. But we got a little special matchup coming up next week. Yes, we do. A little <laughs> civil war, if you will,
1: in in, in across the pond too. Mm-hmm. It's a special game <laughs> next Sunday, nine thirty in the morning. Absolute swill. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: got uh my indianapolis colts taking on you or stinky patriots
1: <laughs>
0: yeah um thoughts let we'll see how, how bad are we gonna beat you oh wait, it's
1: not gonna be close i don't think we
0: are currently up 20 to 3 on the panthers
1: which oh, great well, is it's the panthers much for every like patriots at least there's the panthers cuz the panthers are bad listen but they're at least at least they're not like you know at least the patriots aren't that bad yeah i i
0: believe in Bryce Young it's just they have like no line
1: no weapons they have nothing yeah adam thielen though adam thielen is balling this year he is insane we should have known that like obviously
0: a rookie qb is going to take the most reliable guy mm-hmm.
1: uh, the one who catches everything and catch can get himself open yeah
0: yes he's old he can't like he's not a separator he never was he's gonna just gonna mm-hmm. make like 10 catches a game and just keep the chains moving yep
1: but all right let's let's move to uh Wrap it. to bruins Yes.
0: So I think my one prediction I hit. Bruins been two and one this week.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: beat the Panthers three to two, uh, in overtime. They beat the Maple Leafs three to two in a shootout, and then they lost four to five to the Red Wings.
1: Yep. Um. Look, the 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 Bruins are what, eight, one and one now? Nine one and one. Oh, uh, uh, the season. Nine, one and one? Mm-hmm. They're good. Yeah. But a couple things that really stand out with the Bruins. Their defense is lacking because they've got some injury slash suspension problems. Mm-hmm. Uh Matt Grelchik, who is a big time a you know a heavy starter for them. He's hurt. Charlie McAvoy is on a four-game suspension. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not available to play. Um, You know, Derek Forbort is another one who's not playing right now. He's he's hurt. So those, I mean, when you have three key defensive players not available, it's not going to be easy for you. Yeah. And that, you know... And I think led to partially led to their, their loss.
0: Well, and I think too, this is Detroit's number two in the Atlantic. So it mm-hmm. I don't know I'm not super up to date, but this felt like the first matchup where it's like, okay, here's someone not quite on our level of like just mm-hmm. dominance, but here's like here's our first good punch team. in the face. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Here's a good team that, you know, you need to step up against, and the problem. Another problem that this leads me to problem number two mm-hmm. for the Bruins right now. They have not been able to keep two goal leads. Yep. At all, they they have blown two goal leads now in their overtime loss to the Ducks. That was the
0: one I was saying yesterday, or the last show where I was like, "Yeah, I, t- I turned yep. it on. It was three one, great." And then
1: I look away and look back. It's three three. I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> yep. And then Toronto, even though they won in a shootout mm-hmm. versus Toronto. They gave up a two-goal lead against Toronto, and then the same thing happened against the Red Wings. They were up, um, they're up by two, and then gave it right back, gave it right away.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that third period against the the Red Wings was kind of brutal. Just yeah, yeah. You got late Pasternak goal, but really just kind of deflating.
1: Yep. I mean, you gotta you gotta be able to hold a, hold the a lead, and I mean, again, injuries, you know, personnel issues. You gotta be able to put your best uh, penalty killers out there because that's been another thing that's been killing them is, you know, the penalty. They haven't been super, as successful on the penalty kill uh, as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, even like, you just you just gotta hold leads, man. Mm-hmm. When you got a two goal lead, that you this is something that we talked about for the Celtics, like. Last year, Celtics was the lead. You good as choked by the third quarter. Yeah, yeah. And it was always a and third you quarter can't, too. Like, uh-huh. it, oh, their third quarter was awful. Like, you yeah. want to
0: talk about just coming out with no, no life.
1: Yeah, but you know, you got to keep pedal to the metal, play like it's zero zero, and you're fighting for your life. Mm-hmm. Or else, you're gonna lose two goal leads because you're gonna make someone's gonna make a sloppy play. Someone's gonna be like, "Oh, I got time to get off the ice, make this change. Oh, I got, I, you know, I got space. This guy's not gonna go anywhere." Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, boom, they score. It's like, holy shit! You know what happened? Yeah, I mean,
0: you taking ten less shots, you got to just keep the pressure on. Mm-hmm. And then the penalty minutes was
1: a big swing. Yeah, that's been brutal. It's been brutal. Mm-hmm. But, um, but Matt. Petrus? Poitrus? how do you pronounce Patris. it? Patris, Matt Patris, Matt Patrus. Another goal, uh, another goal. This dude is quickly becoming one of my favorites. So keep keep it moving. Listen, one of my things that I love to do
0: is just latch on to a young player as they're coming into the league. I did it with yep. Andrew Luck in the Colts. Did it with Jalen Brown in the Celtics.
1: He's my guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got four goals mm-hmm. on the season. Um, so, and Charlie Coyle is insane. He's becoming another Bergeron on the face-off. Oh, yeah. Oh. Just winning everything.
0: Yeah. Credit to, uh, Pablo Zaka, too. He had the, uh, the winner against the Panthers. Uh, and then opened up the game against the Maple Leafs with, uh, another goal. So good for him.
1: Very nice. Yeah. Yep. Um, who do they got coming but, up? Yeah, let's. Uh, do we want to do? Oh yeah, let's talk about who they got. So tomorrow, as in Monday, they will have played the Dallas Stars, so we will know how they did against the Stars. Mm-hmm. Another uh, another good by team t- by Tuesday. Yeah. So, uh, my prediction for that in between the recording and the time this is released is that the Bruins win again. We'll see if I'm a guru or if I'm just an idiot. Um, but then they play on Thursday. They play uh, the Islanders, and then on Saturday they play the Canadians.
0: Canadians. Canadians. Mm. What? But, what are you thinking? So I, I, I'll go. I'll go two and one again. It feels easy enough. To, feels right.
1: Yeah. Feels right. I, <laughs> I think
0: they'll drop one to. So, the, the Lewis of Dallas, but then bounce back against the Islanders and the Canadiens.
1: Canadiens. All right. I'll go with it. Um, Cool. All right. Let's 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 go. Let's do studs and duds. Okay. I'll start. Because I got one, I got right. one stud.
0: Okay. Uh, Sam Cassell. Celtics assistant okay. coach. Okay. Okay. I'm going to share my screen with you. And I'm sorry that you won't be able to see this, listener. But I am pulling up Jason Tatum's shot chart from yeah. last year. Which, as you can see, oh. it is three-point heavy or under the rim. That's, like, yeah. the only places he was scoring. Gone were, like, the, yep. the mid-range and the corners. Re- yeah. Flash forward to this year. Look at that. Oh. That is beautiful. Much more dispersed, hitting from the corners, all ac- all across the key,
1: hitting from baseline all the way under the basket, and taking uh, shots at the key, mm-hmm. you know, in the corners of the key.
0: Yeah, just we talked about it. How Tatum is playing stronger, not just looking stronger. And mm-hmm. I saw the clip against the Nets where he's he's just bullying his way. Because that, like, that was the thing with Giannis that really pissed me off is that his game is so heavily just, I'm just going to get to the rim and you can't stop me. And Tatum has finally started doing that as well.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. We love to see it. But uh, And, I mean, sh- also, I guess, shout out, too, to uh, Missoula for... Mm-hmm. Bringing in a good staff. Oh, I my mean, God,
0: yeah. Well, I, th- I don't even think it was his fault last year with the whole email situation. Oh, no. It was kind of... That was a mess. Yeah. And, yeah, he knew right off the bat that he needed some experience on his staff. He got went out, got Sam Cassell, got Charles Lee. They brought in Van, yeah, Gundy. Van Gundy as a special assistant. I, yeah. I I would be hard-pressed to say that The coaching is not a major reason why the Celtics are undefeated right now. It it just, oh, absolutely, thoroughly dominating teams. Yep. Uh, So Sam Cassell, my stud.
1: All right, my studs. I've got three studs. First off, we're gonna say it again. Matt Mm Patras, stud, stud, baby boy. Keep it going. Keep it. The Face of this podcast, Matt Patras.
0: Face of our Bruins segment.
1: Get him on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll get, it. I'll make it happen. <laughs> Pull some um, strings at Mass Live. <laughs> I'll put, well, <laughs> don't really yeah, have from any the but... side. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I also want to shout out uh, for my other stud Celtics starters. Mm-hmm. Again, dominant, dominant. But in particular, my last stud uh, is Derek White. Making it happen on and off the court, man. <laughs> Just had a kid performing on the court. It, man, it, life could not be better for that man. If he's <laughs> if he's back
0: for Minnesota, hammer the overs. Play oh a hundred playing with that dad juice again. <laughs> that, that, don't don't
1: say dad juice. Our <laughs> right, dad strength. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Uh let's move to your duds. Oh, I got a big dud. Uh-oh.
0: Josh McDaniels. Oh, yes. Given the boot. yes. So I want to tell I want to tell everyone a little story. Oh so, yeah, let's do it. Josh McDaniels, he has he holds a a near and dear place in both of our hearts. He was your offensive oh. coordinator for a while. And <laughs> in
1: 2018 <laughs> He was your let head back, coach for me, about five let minutes. Let tell <laughs> it. Yes. The
0: Colts had hired, in principle, Josh McDaniels to be their next head coach. And against my best judgment, I was like, okay, let's roll. I believe in him. Like, yeah, all this shit that happened in Denver, he's learned from it. He's not He's not going to be a, a, a little pussy on the sidelines anymore. And I remember I was folding laundry. Normally, I'm the one who is on top of the news with Aaron and in our sporting events. Aaron yep. bursts down my door, and he's like, "Did you see the news?" And I was like, "What?" And you were like, "Josh McDaniels like bailed," and I stopped doing laundry. I looked at my phone, and I saw yeah, Josh McDaniels has backed out of becoming uh, the Colts head coach. Like the day before the uh, press conference, before he had like signed his contract. And I remember sitting out in our common room for an hour, just on Reddit, just saying the most hateful things I could think of about Josh McDaniels. (laughs) Um,
1: I just remember I burst in and I was like, it was one of those moments where, because Connor always either knew what was going on before I did or broke news to mm me. I was like, I'm going to go say this and we're going to talk about it, but he definitely already knows. Yeah. And I walked into your room and say, hey, did you see Josh McDaniels? He backed out. And you just looked at me and said, get out. Get out. Get out. Well, <laughs> <Get out. laughs> because, oh, you
0: know, I think you're just like my bad luck when it comes to football news. Because the year yeah. after, no, two years. No. what? Yeah, two years when you were, we were juniors and you were living off campus. Me and my mm-hmm. roommate were, went to Walmart, get stuff, and we were going to go visit you. That was when Andrew Luck retired.
1: Oh my god! And I was standing
0: in line at Walmart, and I almost cried. I almost just broke down in tears right there. <laughs> and my roommate didn't really know football that well, so like, I wasn't i I wasn't gonna be able to talk to him. And I was like, I don't want to fucking see Aaron right now. I do not. And <laughs> luckily, you we weren't around too because we still went over. But yeah, that was yeah that was terrible. Yeah, that was rough. Who are your duds?
1: Oh boy. Um uh, I've got two. I've got the Patriots special teams. They suck. Literally, literally gave I mean aside from that, that final you know pick almost gave the game away themselves yeah. with a false start or a, an offsides penalty on a punt. And do it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the guys on the line jumped early on a punt. What are, what are what we are you, doing? And, and gave and gave the the Redskins or the, well the Commanders I that name. the Commanders <laughs> I catch gave the Commanders a first down. Um, and then, uh, very next they luckily the defense forced a, a punt again. Mm-hmm. A very next punt, another penalty. An- another penalty, and it put it put the Patriots way back, and and then like I think they had another penalty, like the next punt that happened, and it was just like it's like, dude, what are you guys doing, man?
0: You, what are you doing? You can't you can't be giving away free downs.
1: Uh uh uh. Especially no especially way. under
0: Belichick.
1: Oh my God! This I mean the whole this team this year has looked awful when it comes to penalties. They don't look good at That's all. That's
0: the one thing I've been reading because a lot of the uh, Red Sox accounts I follow are Patriots fans as well,
1: obviously. I, I'm like a unicorn right. in this
0: uh, situation. Yeah. They've been yep. saying that this is one of the most undisciplined teams they've seen out of oh, the Oh, it's awful. awful. Which is crazy because, like, how for pretty much all of my growing up, it was this team is, like, tight as shit, like, belt. Bill does not fly for, like, false starts mm-hmm. or unnecessary Mm-mm. roughness or anything like that. Just not yeah. there this year.
1: No, I don't know what it is, but it's been bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other dud, unfortunately, I hate to do it. Do it to him. I hate to do it. I hate to do it. It's it's Peyton Pritchard. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, he's just not, he's not doing re- well at all. <laughs> And you know when you're not performing, when you're given twenty minutes a game and you can't do anything with it against like
0: actual starters, not when not when it's garbage time, right?
1: You know, you got to You end up on the duds list. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. It's just what happens.
0: I think he can bounce back. I hope he can bounce. I hope back. hope so. Um, but yeah, he, if he can just give you like nine and like. 9 and 6, 9.6 assist. In like 15 minutes, you'll take it. Like hit a couple threes, get some make some good passes, but maybe next week.
1: We'll see. Okay. Um all right, let's do your predictions for this week.
0: Okay, I'm going to write them down this time.
1: So you said Bruins three and one or two and one?
0: Bruins, yeah. Bruins are going two and one. I think I said they're going to drop uh, the uh, Stars game. Yep.
1: Uh, Celtics.
0: Celtics. Let me pull up their schedule because they've got. They've I got. got
1: it, I got it. Um, okay, you got so it. So right.
0: on Monday they're at Minnesota. Uh, Wednesday they're at Philadelphia. Friday they're home against Brooklyn, and then Saturday they are home against Toronto.
1: And the home game against Brooklyn is the uh, group stage of the in season tournament, which we'll talk about next week. Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't have any thoughts on it yet. Actually, no. You. Know, no, I got one. One more dud. The fucking courts for this in season tournament. They are. They fucking suck.
1: They are the ugly. Pacers
0: one that's just like a neon blue with a neon yellow like right down the center. <laughs> just. You stop trying. It's like stop trying to make fetch happen. Like stop trying to make this like <laughs> something more than it's not. Yep. Um, yeah. Anyways, what's your prediction? Uh, four zero. Oh.
1: Okay. I don't. It's bold, but I like listen, it. Listen,
0: Minnesota. I I love Anthony Edwards. I'm not too too worried about them. Philadelphia. We have been their fathers for many years now.
1: Mm-hmm. Brooklyn.
0: Listen. We just beat them by ten with like very limited help from the bench, and we'll probably have Derek White back. I think that should be easy. And then Toronto, I last time I was worried about Toronto is when they had Kawhi.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So four and zero there. Um, and Patriots,
0: uh, you guys are getting smoked in Germany.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, any Red sox predictions um so
0: normally free agency so free agency kicks off Monday
1: doesn't it's not
0: yep. like the NFL free agency where they have like the moratorium period where like everything gets agreed to, and then like three days later everything is signed and official. yeah, yep. they got like five months to make deals, so I think it'll be a quiet uh free agent start. But I think okay. they'll make one move.
1: That's it. Okay. One move. Just open free agency. Big move or small move? I'm going to hold Oof. you to this. I think it'll
0: be like a middle of the road. Like, it. Like, okay. Mid level move. Like, if they went out and traded for Brandon Drury of the Angels, because we forgot to mention it too in the Red Sox segment. Aside from starting pitching, Breslow highlighted they needed like a right handed bat with some pop. That's Brandon Drury. Mm-hmm. You can play second base, play some first. Like that's not a. It's definitely not a small move, but. It's a mid-level yeah. move. So I think so one mid-level move. Okay. Cool. Do you have any predictions? Uh, Do you want to start? Absolutely. You want to start staking not. your name not. on this?
1: Absolutely not. Maybe maybe if I did my research, I'll start doing uh, some betting betting props. Oh yes. Um, but but not not doing that not doing that now. <laughs> um. But all right, let's finish this episode out. So, uh, if you like this episode, leave a a rating, a comment, give us a you thumbs know, up, share it with your friends, thumbs up, whatever, however you rate podcasts, let us know if you like this one. You know, it it, it we work hard on it, and it means a lot to us. So, uh, let us know if you like it, and share it with your friends too. If you listen to it, just just get it out to the world. We want it. We want everyone mm-hmm. to hear it. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Ship City Pod. Uh, wait, actually, I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> Jesus I, I never Christ, remember. Man. I've got so many Twitter accounts for all of our stuff. It's, um. oh, no, it is at Ship City Pod. I was right. Let's go. It's at Ship City Pod. So uh, you can find us there for, for tweets about what's going on in Boston. And I will be trying to live tweet every Sunday for the Patriots games. I didn't get to this week. I kind of forgot, but I will be trying <laughs> oh, to do that. Oh, we are
0: definitely going to live tweet next week. Hey, oh, for sure. Listen, maybe, maybe if we can work it out, maybe I can
1: We we watch it together. You know what? That's a good idea. We should do that. Yeah. Um. All right. You've heard it here first. My- <laughs> We're gonna live tweet it together.
0: <laughs> just just pass the phone back and forth.
1: Back and forth. And yeah. He- to Aaron. Colon. Aaron. <laughs> fuck
0: Mac Jones. Connor. Ha
1: ha ha ha. <laughs> literally <laughs> oh my god well all right so you know follow us on twitter at @shipcitypod go to our website uh pressplaymag.com uh for all of our other stuff that we do including this podcast the film box you can catch our our friends over at the away fans who do premier league soccer twice a week so you can catch their their episodes you can also catch new movie reviews uh video game news and sports content written by us Uh every week. So, you know, check all that out. And uh yeah, I wanna leave you I wanna leave you with a wacky sports headline for the week. And this says Football fans bring Lion to stadium after rescuing it from a struggling zoo to roar team to victory. We'll see you next time on Ship City Podcast.